Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Lombardi Line as the pregame power-up rolls on on VSIN and DraftKings Network. Three shows, five hours every Sunday morning during the NFL season. You start your Sunday with the sweat. Get Lombardi's lowdown on every game from 10 to noon Eastern in that final hour leading up to the 1 o'clock kicks with the legendary Brent Musburger. Hope everybody had a winning Saturday in college football. Let's keep it rolling as we get you set for Week 10 in the National Football League alongside, as always, three-time Super Bowl winning strategist and executive Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, and we already got action underway from Frankfurt, Germany. 7-3 Colts right now. Michael, the Patriots had an opening drive field goal and Jonathan Taylor with the answer for Indy. Yeah, I mean, they answered that. That Patriots had a nice drive. They stall in the red zone, which has been the Patriots story. And now they couldn't get off the field on third down and they're back in this situation again, playing from behind. But this looks like it could have the makings of an over game to me. Yeah. It looks like both teams offensively can move the football. Patriots without Trent Brown at left tackle. They have Connor McDermott, who they cut earlier in the year, now starting at left tackle. So, you know, there's a lot of throws you can make against the zone concept of what Indianapolis does. You've got to protect the football. That's the most important thing. This game's going to come down to who makes the mistakes and allows the other offense to gain that advantage. And right now, I don't know if 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 – if New England can stop them, they're going to have to be really good on every third down because this Colt team looks like they're ready to go. Menchu made a play outside the pocket, which kept the drive alive. Yeah, that first quarter, just the clock winding down as we speak. The Patriots ended up closing, getting around one and a half points. We saw it like largely two during the week, but that's where it sat. Right now, they're getting three and a half on the live line, total 41 and a half. So this is a game we're certainly going to keep tabs on throughout the course of the next two hours. It's it's funny when I was looking at this game on paper, Michael. Minshew versus Jones doesn't quite have the ring of Brady versus Manning back in the day, yeah. but, you know, we'll still get through it together and Obviously, big implications potentially potentially with this game as it pertains to Bill Belichick and the news cycle that we heard this week. Yeah, I mean, and look, they interviewed Robert Kraft before the game, the owner of the Patriots. And, you know, when he was asked to do the interview, you know, that was a perfect opportunity for him to say, you know, look, I'm going to I'm going to look at everything and, and wait for the end of the year and see what's going on. 
or, you know, um, you know, I've won six Super Bowls. I think this is ridiculous, you know. But what he said was this is the most important game of the year. So you read between the lines on that and see where this leads us. And I think ultimately that's the question mark. I mean, he believes this is a really an important game. He's never been. He said these are his words, not mine. I've never been in this situation before. And I think he expects to get out of it starting with a win today. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like we talk about that a lot when we're listening to these press conferences and interviews, right? Sometimes it's what you don't say that really yeah. tells the story. Um, and it seems like exactly. that's the case Exactly. I mean, here. you have an opportunity. When you get asked to do that interview with Rich Eisen, you know that question's coming. If you want to avoid the question, don't do the interview. But, you know, obviously that's, that's the messaging that's coming there. And so, it, you know, this game for Patriots and for – obviously there's a lot of – intrigue into this game now maybe he did it because he wants to get the ratings to have an incredible <laughs> ratings and people watch i don't know he is the head of the tv committee or the expansion <laughs> committee whatever the hell he is so we'll see but what he didn't say really does matter i know i'm awake ready to watch that bad boy i want to know how it's going to play out um let's set the table yeah. though for the rest of the day michael there are some notable injuries and quarterbacks of course to keep an eye on so let's hit the qbs first Tommy DeVito starting for the Giants today in Dallas with Daniel Jones sidelined with an ACL tear for the rest of the season. That spread largely 17 and a half now, but even seeing 18s out there at this point, Will Levis wow. was officially named the starter moving forward for Tennessee. They're on the road getting two and a half against the Bucks. Same for Josh Dobbs in Minnesota, obviously coming off that miraculous win against the Falcons. He'll still be without Justin Jefferson, though he is getting closer to return. And then Kyler Murray, we're going to see him in his debut today with the Arizona Cardinals taken on the, those Falcons and James Conner back from injured reserve there. Yeah, and, and all these conversations that we're having as how does it affect the line? We see the Levis, that line's now up to two and a half, Tampa, Tennessee, moving away. Tennessee opened as the favorite, right? And now, obviously, they have moved this number significantly to the Bucks. So we'll see, you know, what that means. But we know this when we when we do when we're breaking down these games all the time, we know that when you go from favorite to dog, you know, that's never a good situation for the team that it was the favorite. I mean, we see that all the time. It's happened uh, and the record is 48-64 against the spread. So, now that they're the favorite, can they play like the favorite? It'll be interesting to see. There's four teams that qualify in that trend, Stormy, this week, today. Detroit was a dog when they opened up against the Chargers. Now they're three points. New Orleans was the dog against Minnesota. Now it, that went to three, moved back down to two and a half, right? And then Tampa, and then we know the Indianapolis game was also, here's a turnover by the Patriots. This is what kills you, especially when you can't stop them. We'll see if they can hold the ball. And then the Jets, which opened up as the favorite, then the, the Raiders went to the favorite, and then they went back down. The Patriots maintained the ball. Yeah, that game tonight, uh, Sunday night football, Jets-Raiders, that one's going to be interesting because it's like, do you believe that the momentum and the energy factor of everything is going to be able to carry over again for the Raiders or, you know, this Jets defense? Are they going to continue to play stout and cause problems? That's going to be an interesting matchup tonight, yeah. I think. Although I don't think it should be the Sunday night game. What are we doing not flexing out of these games when we have the opportunity, Michael? I don't know, Stormy. I have no idea. But let, let's just set the table for today. I was doing some notes. Through nine games of this year, right, through nine games uh, this year, then at any point in the past decade, the, 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 these, team, these games, there have been fewer close games this year and through the decade than any time ever before. 
you know, last year it was it was smaller, but this year it's significant. There's been only 43-point games in the first nine weeks this year. I mean, excuse me, that, that through there were last year there were 40. This year there's only 28. And what we're seeing is there's a lot of games that the line, that they're not as close as we once thought they were. And that's, a pro- and that's why. And why is that? We've got so many rookie quarterbacks. We've got so many teams that won't take three points. They won't move. And so, you know, we're seeing less and less close games. I know three is still an important number, but based on the numerical data that's coming out, I mean, close games this year have been, have been fewer than any time, and you'd have to go back a long time to see it. Well, Michael, so you talk about that aspect of it and also, of course, the the unders and how thematic that's been with just scoring in general being down this year. And that's we talk about with odds makers how there's been an adjustment, right? Like they see that there's more unders coming through, so they tick those numbers down despite the average total dropping to its yeah, to, to its lowest number this season, 42.4. Unders went 11-3 and three last week and have now hit at 62% entering Week 10. It's the highest rate through Week 9 since 1991. So the quarterback play obviously impacting the, the margin of victory for teams and just general scoring across the board. No question. And the coach is not taking the three. You know, not taking the three. Now, in this game, we saw Shane Steichen not take the three, which probably was the right call. You know, he got seven out of the deal. He was inside the one. I'm not sure I'm going to argue with that. But I think there are some situations where people turn down the points and therefore we don't have a lot of close games. And I think that's significant. It really is. Yeah, and you see that graphic there on your screen for those of us watching on VEASAN and DraftKings Network. Got nine quarterbacks with 10 or less NFL starts starting this week. And Giants QB Tommy DeVito breaking the record for the NFL this year with 10 rookies who have now started games. We also saw Adam Schefter drop the note that this week we'll see three teams starting a different quarterback for a third straight week with the Giants who went yeah. Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones, Tommy DeVito, the Cardinals, Josh Dobbs, Clayton Toon, Kyler Murray, and the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Jaron Hall, Josh Dobbs. It's all over the place. Where, you know, it's going to be it a fun is. NFL Sunday. But we'll, we'll have some fun. But it'll stuff. be great. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it really will be. I think to me, you know, it, you got to be able to understand, like, why is this occurring? You know, they're having a hard time protecting the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are getting hurt. I mean, look, DeVito, think about this. They are going to end up being an 18-point dog going down to, going down to Dallas oh. today. And Dallas is a 5-3 and three team. I was going through and researching all the numbers, right? And usually it's, it's a team like the 2007 Patriots that put up a big spread like this. We're talking about a 5-3 and three team here. Yeah. And this is 18 points. And I don't think people are flinching. I mean, when you go through Bill Ad's email this morning and you look at the most played games in the in the contest, I think Dallas is the third most played team in the contest, and nobody wanted to take the six and a, sixteen and a half. Now it was sixteen and a half in the contest, circuit contest, but nobody wanted to play it. I mean, Dallas ended up being the fourth most played team in the contest this year, this week. San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Dallas, New Orleans were the top five. So I couldn't get there on this game just because I don't like the idea of betting on a team or against a team when we think later on in the game it's going to be Dallas's second stringers playing and who knows like what random thing can happen on the field or how the Giants' first stringers can play against Dallas's second string group late in the game. I don't know. But what I do know is no matter how high you made the number, you couldn't entice me to bet the Giants' side. <laughs> you, you just couldn't. 
Oh, no, the Giants side, you right. could No. I mean, I think it's 16. Okay, so I think the, if you want to bet this game, you've got to work your way backwards, right? You've got to say, how many points do you think Mr. DeVito can make, can score? Or the Giants' defense can score? And you're saying 10, 13? So now you add 16 and a half to that, and do you think the Giants can hold the Cowboys to under 30? Especially if the game gets out of hand? I don't know. Michael, That's a hard one. Michael, guess what the Giants' team total is in this game? Uh, Giants team total in this game is 14 and a half. Nine and a half. No faith. No, I have never yeah, seen that, that. I mean, there it is. There <laughs> it is. Never seen that. Okay, we've got to take our first time out of the day. We are just getting rolling here on this Week 10 NFL Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line. Starting when we return, we're going to go game by game, hitting every single piece of action on the board today. And, of course, we'll keep you updated on everything going on in Germany. We'll be right back on the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. There is no better time of year to be a sports better, meaning only VSEN Pro subscribers get tools to prep for the college and pro season. You need our help, and we want to help you out. Sign up today, get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. We've got betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. 
Sign up now. Get full VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st. Only $120. Don't miss out. This is a limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can sign up. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond and Tony with you as we begin to go through every single game on this Week 10 NFL board. We're going to start, Michael, in the AFC North, one of the marquee games of the day, the most bet game of the day. The Cleveland Browns paying a visit to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens laying six and a half. Total in this one sitting 38 right now. The Ravens getting 66% of the money, 60% of bets. I I have the Ravens as a teaser piece and a number of teasers today, but I did take the six and a half, um, lay the six and a half rather in the contest today, Michael. What's your thoughts on this one? Well, I think a lot of people started out initially of the week saying, how can this game be so tight? Like, how could this divisional matchup show up as as a, uh, as a six-and-a-half point spread or opened up at five and immediately went to six-and-a-half? And then you start to realize and you peel back the layers of this game and you realize that the Browns are going to ha- not have – uh, their two starting tackles in the game. They lost Wirfs to an injury, and then Jones, who was replacing Conklin at right tackle, is now out. So you're looking at two backup tackles on the road. Bad lines don't travel, Stormy. That's always been my creed of operation. And then factor in, what are we going to get from Watson? Like, what could we get from Watson here? And you break down Watson on the road, and you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you, this isn't look very good. 51% completion. One touchdown, two interceptions, you know, bad quarterback rating. He's lost two fumbles. Like, where is he going to get the production to keep them in this game, especially against a team that's really good in third down? They're the best third down defense in football, and the Browns are 31st offensively in football. So it's a hard game to look at if you just initially say, well, i got to take the Browns in the six and a half. No, 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 not, not so fast here. There's some issues here. And the fact that Watson's 3-12 and straight up as a dog in his last 15 starts has to give you pause for concern. Yeah, and you add in with that offensive line being banged up, Baltimore's got a league-high 35 sacks this season. And just, I don't know how you feel just generally watching Deshaun Watson. I know the reports are he's fully healthy, but it doesn't look like it to me. He did eventually play well last week, but like a 20-yard throw, he looks like he's putting his whole body into it. Yeah, he does it, and he's not accurate. His Everything about him... His nowhere near the numbers that we saw that he was able to duplicate going back to his Houston days. I mean, you've got to go back to 19 and 20 to find good games of Watson really making really great plays and great throws. And, you know, the Browns have played the 10th hardest schedule in the NFL, but Watson hasn't been able to deliver. And that's a really hard thing to handle. And when you look at this Ravens team, you say, okay, all right, six and a half is a lot of points. The Browns are good on defense. They only give up 17 points a game. Well, the Ravens only give up 13.8. Now, <laughs> the last four games at home, they've gave up nine points, 22, six, three, and three. One of those threes were the Detroit Lions, which was a good offense, right? So they got beat by the Colts kind of in a funky game, but they're able to control the football with their offense. They run the ball on everybody. They've averaged 175 yards rushing in the last four games. Right, And when we saw the Browns on the road up in Seattle, I mean, Seattle was able to score 24 points on them. Do you think that uh, Do you think the Lamar can't score 24 on this Browns defense? I, I think that's wrong, especially considering they've got injuries too, right? Newsom may not play the starting corner. We'll find out at 1130. 
Yeah, and Lamar, obviously a big piece of that running game, but we've seen the passing numbers improve dramatically for him. Highest completion percentage of his career at 71.5%. Lowest interception rate as well, despite maintaining his second highest mark in yards per attempt. So, I mean, Lamar has been fantastic. I have trust in him. I have trust in the Ravens. I, Like I said, I have the, the Ravens in the contest laying the number. I just didn't go ahead and make that bet today. It might be one I keep an eye on. Or even just approach the Ravens in the first half because Deshaun Watson and the Browns have been so slow starting. I see at DraftKings right now, they have that hook at the three and a half, so maybe I don't love that. But I feel like the Ravens are a team that's been getting out of the gate fast and hot lately, and the Browns have not. Also, we talk about these defenses. Look at the, some of these, these numbers and rankings, Michael. Well, the Browns have the number one overall defense in the NFL. The Ravens are number two overall. Browns number one against the pass. Ravens number two. Browns sixth against the run. Ravens eighth. Ravens first in scoring defense, Browns are third. Like, these two defenses are really, really good. The total in this game sitting 38, 38 and a half out there as well. But could this be an under game, especially if you think it's going to be one-sided? Well, I think it will be an under game. It's a little bit like the Michigan, the Michigan-Penn State game, right? I mean, that's an under game because Penn State, I mean, Michigan doesn't even try to throw the ball in the second half. Right. So the game becomes, you know, the game gets slower. There's less possessions in the game and the way the Ravens operate, there's going to be less possessions in this game. And Stefanski's got to keep the game. He's got to keep the game tight. Right. He's got to be able to get this to the fourth quarter and try to find a way to win. And I think of, you know, when you look at him against his division, he's one of the least profitable coaches out there. Right. You know, he he doesn't. He's 10 and 11 straight up against the North. He's 16, 15 against the spread. You know, where he's earned his money is where he's been able to go against non-AFC North teams. That's where he has a positive ATS. So, you know, we know Watson doesn't play good against the North or or is a dog. We know Stefanski struggles and we know Lamar is playing at a peak level right now. And so it's a hard game. Now, also, we also understand that this is a rivalry game and there's a lot of attention in that. But for me, I just don't see Watson's going to have to play a lot better for me to think that they're not going to cover this number. And I can't find evidence that he can play better. I agree. I'm with you there. And just because you did mention Michigan State, Penn State, poor James Franklin. Four and 16 against Michigan and Ohio State cumulatively. It's not getting better. I don't know if it's poor James. I'm not sure I want to be. I mean, he controls his own fate. I mean, I don't understand. I would love to know why Michigan decided to not let – J.J. McCarthy compete for the Heisman. I mean, why not let him make a few throws? Third and nine, they were running the ball. I mean, Bo Schembecker and Woody Hayes would have loved this game. (laughs) I didn't. They ran the ball. Go ahead. I knew they were 20. I knew once they got over 20, they were going to win based on the way the game was going. You know, and so I, I don't know why they didn't try to really move the football more effectively, but obviously they didn't. So that, 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 that became an under game all the way. I mean, look, even the Iowa-Ruckers game, I thought the Ruckers had a chance to go over with a touchdown late. They couldn't do it. I mean, 22 to nothing. Can you imagine that? <laughs> not, giving, not giving your boy from Michigan an opportunity to win the Heisman, but LSU, despite the games that they have lost, given Jaden Daniels every chance in the world. Have a day, yeah. my guy. And I know you, you love him. You're a big fan of Jaden Daniels. I think he's the Heisman troll. I mean, I thought J.J. might be able to sneak it in. I think Michigan's the best team in the country, although Georgia looked dominant. All those nonsense people talking about Ole Miss. I mean, how many times are you going to back Ole Miss in a game where you know they can't compete? Oh, by God. the way, 
What am I going to do next year? I don't have Jimbo anymore to talk about. What am I going to do about that? Where is that great? Will he go back to West Virginia and dazzle them with his offense? I can't wait. You're devastated, I'm sure. Yes, for anybody who missed the breaking oh, news. heartbroken. Right before we came on the air, the reports were that Jimbo Fisher is going to be relieved of his head coaching duties at Texas A&M today. And uh, A&M on the hook for like 76 milli. Yeah, and, and here's look. the thing I think we have to keep in, in context about how serious A&M was to firing Jimbo. You're in the state of Texas. You are not allowed to use state money in a buyout. All this money must come from. It must come from donors. Tells you what you need to know right there. Yeah. Rough look for for Texas A&M. Uh, we've only got about a minute and a half left here, Michael, so I'm going to finish on the college football note as well because you even tweeted about it. What a bad play. Washington, oh obviously God. they end up beating Utah, so it doesn't matter, but Washington, a potential pick six taken off the board because the kid drops the ball at the one-yard line and it's taken what back by Utah. What was he thinking about? Like, I don't know. What was he thinking about? Like, did anybody – I couldn't find anybody at – they rarely showed the replay. I mean, it wasn't that he was crossing the line and he let it out. He let it out two yards yeah. before to go celebrate. Like, I think if I'm the head coach, I, I don't know if I ever let that guy back on the field again. Michael, I feel like every but, year we see this, though. Like, it's all – it's right. last, I know at least the last three years we've seen it. It's just complete stupid. It's one of the worst things. But this made it. I've seen it happen where you've been just on that line. It's a little bit short, yada, yada, yada. But this one was two yards before. Like, what was he thinking? Like, is that how bad you want to celebrate? Like, you just cost. Now they got the safety on the next play. But, you know, I mean, look, that was that that was as bad as I've ever seen. I didn't stay awake for much of the Oregon USC game. So I don't know if Bo Nix added to his Heisman candidacy, which I don't think he did. I don't know if he did. There (laughs) we go. He's an odds on minus 125 favorite now to win the Heisman. Um, But Jaden Daniels, I mean, not far behind. He's fourth on the board at plus 650. Like for anybody that missed what he did yesterday, over 600 total yards of offense, five touchdowns, more than 200 on the ground. I mean, come on. I know, but still. They're better off playing with cones. They're better off playing with cones. That's so bad. We'll be right back. We'll get back to obviously our NFL talk. And why not stick in the NFC, in the AFC North? Cincinnati Bay angles taken on the Texans when we return. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. You can check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, our betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way. VSIN's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Continuing to go through the Week 10 NFL slate as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. Let's get it going here with Texans at the Cincinnati Bengals. C.J. Stroud coming off a rookie record-setting performance, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, Michael, but he's taken on a Bengals team that has been running hot lately. They've won four straight, five of their last six. Joe Burrow does have a little injury concern, though, with some of his favorite targets. No T. Higgins and potentially no Jamar Chase. That's one of those injuries that's going to go down to game time, see how he looks in pregame warmups, which would be a big loss, obviously, dealing with back soreness. 
Well, I mean, this line opened at seven, and it's been going down pretty much. It's moved back and forth. It was in the six and a half to seven. Then it went to six, and now, as you can see on your screen, it's at five and a half. And a lot of this is due to the injury report, not due to Stroud's play, because the injury report for the for the Ravens, excuse me, for the for the Bengals is really problematic. Oh yeah. But boy, oh boy, is it problematic for the Texans too? They have a bunch of guys hurt. And even if they play, they have a bunch of guys that are playing hurt. I think here's the, the way I handicap this game for me is C.J. Stroud on the road has been a different player than C.J. Stroud at home. And at home, he's been dynamic. We saw that last week. You know, he's, he's been able to make explosive plays, get the ball down the field. But when he happens to go on the road, it just hasn't been the same, right? So, you know, he's been able to score a lot more points on the road. His quarterback rating is higher on the road. But at home, you know, he's down to six point. He's in the 6.85 yards per attempt at home. He doesn't make his explosive plays. Now, one thing he doesn't do, whether he's home or away, is turn the ball over. That's what he's really good at doing. And so I think to me – the reason is, you know, that, that that this line didn't stay right there is because of the Bengals' injuries. Yeah. And, and we – go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I think that's an important distinction because when you look at the betting splits, as we were just referencing, 80% of the money, 76% of the bets are on Cincinnati. They're the most bet – um, the, the most selected team in Survivor this week. They're also the most bet team by handle and ticket count for this NFL slate today. Yet the number has moved there. So it's because of injuries. It's not because of, of handle or anything like that. Right. And look, t- the Texans can't run the football, right? And Burrow, no matter who's on the field with them, I mean, he's dynamic. And he's going to make plays. He's going to move around. I'm not sure this Texan defense. Look, they're missing their leading tackler. They're missing their Steven Nelson, one of their corners. They're missing a ton of players on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's going to be a problem. But that's why. But the line is coming down because without T. Higgins playing, without Jamar Chase potentially playing, and even if he does, how good will he be? I think it's a it's a tough game for the for the Bengals. This offense, this defensive front for the Texans is pretty good. I mean, Greenard gets pressure. We see that, you know, uh, Hughes, Jerry Hughes has gotten pressure. You know, even though Will Anderson hasn't been dynamic, he's got a knee injury. He's limited in practice this week. He'll get pressure. The inside Collins will get pressure. So this will be a tough game for the Bengals. They're going to have to grind it out. And we know this. They don't really grind it very well because they can't run the ball effectively. Yeah. Um, when you talked about the injury report for the Texans, I think everybody kind of had their jaw dropped to the floor when they saw the report on Thursday and saw 23 different names on it. Yeah. And, you know, there are a number of guys out, obviously not all 23, but um, they do get Derek Stingley back, which I think is good. We haven't seen him since week two. He's been on injured reserve with a hamstring injury. Um, but even on offense for Houston, Michael, no Damian Pierce, no Nico Collins. Robert Woods has been out. He's questionable. Um, as far as the number goes, now that you are, getting Cincinnati at a cheaper price does that interest you with the five and a half I think it really does for me you know for me it does because I think you know when the line moves this much you're sitting there saying wait a minute you know the book's not stupid they know that but my number my original number for this game when I ran my numbers was five six six that was my number for the game so I was gonna have to take Houston all along one of the concerns I had about taking Houston was their inability to be healthy in this game. That's worried me. And at some point, Lou Amaromo, even though they give up a ton of yards defensively, when you watch them, they're very good in situational football. This is the number one team 
in intercepting the football in the secondary. Now, they've got some issues in terms of their safety play, but Sam Hubbard's not playing also for the Bengals yep. today, and Hendrickson has been kind of beat up. So this is a little bit of a of two wounded teams going at it. I think at five and a half, you got to take Burrow. You got to take Burrow because he's so good. He'll find ways whether he has to get the ball to Stanley, you know, Morgan or some other receiver that we don't know about. He'll make plays. And again, just keep an eye out for what's going to happen with Cincinnati. They're optimistic about Jamar Chase, but got to test him out in pregame warmups from two wounded teams. You know, the other key yeah. about this game, too, Stormy, is I think the Bengals, which we saw them against the 49ers, right? And this coordinator matchup here, because the Ravens, excuse me, the, the, the Texans are very good at running the 49ers scheme. That's what they run. Up the field, zone drops, eyes on the quarterback. The Bengals had a really good plan against that. I think that's going to challenge it over. Also, the Bengals had a really good plan against the 49ers offense. So that's going to also come back forward, too. So there's a little bit of, of let's say, uh, kind of continuity from scheme to scheme, which helps Cincinnati. Well, let's talk about those San Francisco 49ers because they're laying three in Jacksonville today. And everybody knows the story, but I think it's still bears repeating in the midst of a three-game losing streak after starting the season so hot, 5-0 and to begin things. Turnovers have become a little bit of a problem for quarterback Brock Purdy, but he's getting some weapons back. Debo Samuel has missed the last couple of games with a shoulder injury. He's back today. Trent Williams says he's going to go, which is necessary and good. So they're getting healthy. Also added Chase Young to the fold, and we're seeing on DraftKings that number is even ticked up to three and a half. But then on the flip side, Jacksonville, Michael, whereas for the 49ers, I think the buy came at an opportune best possible time. For the Jags, maybe at a bad time because they were playing really, really good football 5-0 and straight up and ATS their last five the longest active win streak in the NFL before they had to hit a break yeah and you know this is a game where there is a lot of pro money coming in on San Francisco on, on Jacksonville early in the week line didn't move yeah. and it stayed pretty steady I mean of as of Friday there was less than 30 percent of the money coming in on the 49ers and now we're starting to see some 49ers money show in the market, which makes sense. Trent Williams says no matter what happens, he's going to be on the field. We know Debo's going to be on the field. Here's where, to me, I couldn't get my head around playing Jacksonville. Because when you break down Jacksonville and you look at Trevor Lawrence, you say, boy, he's really a good player and he's been playing really well. Yeah, there's no question he's a good player and he's playing well. And this Jag offense has kind of been clicking. But when you look at him at home, Compared to the road, Stormy, it's kind of staggering, right? He's a better road quarterback than he is a home mm. quarterback. And don't ask me why. You know, he's got a 101.8 rating on home, uh, on the road, 86.1 on the road. He averages 6.19 yards per attempt at home, and he's at 809 on the road. Throws th- will throw the ball away. The concern in this game, if you're taking Jacksonville, is can they protect well enough? I mean, this is a team that ranks 14th in sack percentage. You can get to the quarterback. You can make some plays. And what they've been able to do is start fast. They're 38-13 in the first quarter. But I think this is a 49er team that's going to be really determined to play. I think all the nonsense about the turnovers, all that, I think they can run the football. Remember, they're going to be able to understand how to attack. Everybody says, well, they're not as good on the road. Well, they went into Pittsburgh after whatever we did in the preseason, and they had a really good game against the Steelers. I kind of suspect that today as well. I really do. And I know the Jags are playing good, but I'm not sure that this home crowd's really going to help them. I mean, te- te- Texans went in there, 
and they put 280 yards passing on them and scored 37 points. Yeah, and I think that's a good point about the the Jaguars' offensive front because while Trevor Lawrence does get the ball out fast, second fastest in the league behind only Tua Tungavailoa, that O-line is going to have their work cut out for them today. Um, with Debo Samuel's return this last minute, Michael, how much do you think his return will improve the 49ers' offense? Because the numbers with him on the field versus off are pretty staggering. I mean, look, it's another weapon. So now where you have to pick your poison, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Ayuk. You're going to go to Debo. What are you going to do? You're going to do it with McCaffrey, who's been sensational, right? You know, and, and Purdy is for all. Everybody just wants to keep saying Purdy's a seventh-round pick. <laughs> I think Purdy will be pretty good. Now, we're talking about 10-plus mile-an-hour winds down in Jacksonville today. So there is a little bit of weather. Right. And there's everybody has the numbers out there. Well, the Niners don't score more than 20 when there's 10 mile an hour wins. I think the Niners will have a really good game plan. And I think Chase Young and all these defensive linemen will make a difference. Key has got to be Trent Williams. He's got to play and he says he's going to. And if he does, that'll certainly help help against Josh Allen coming off the edge. Reminder, Christian McCaffrey, 17 straight games with a touchdown. If he gets another one today, he will stand alone with the record for that longest streak. Travis Etienne, meanwhile, seven touchdowns in his last four games, scoring at least one in each. So if you're looking for any time touchdown scorers, those have been the guys. Also, in terms of the under, when teams on extended rest, eight days or more, the under 99-47-1, and then since 2018, 23-5 this season. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, you can also get a no-sweat same-game parlay any day. Download the app, use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. And Michael, after at the top of this game, when we saw Indy and New England both get points on the board, their opening drives were thinking, hey, maybe this could end up being an over game. Yeah. After all, it has been nothing but seven straight punts since. Well, we're watching two quarterbacks who don't seem to make a play. And, you know, Mac Jones can't get protected every third down. He seems to get sacked. He can't, get a, he can't make a play on third down. And Minshew has had guys wide open and unfortunately hasn't been able to deliver the ball to them or he's getting sacked. And so, you know, that, that's a hard thing to do. And so it's hard to have continuity with offense when you can't, you know, just do basic execution. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the Colts will get the ball to start the second half. They need to be careful here. You don't want to turn the ball over here. You're better off punting here. But I, I don't know how either team are going to score more than – how this game gets to 20. I really don't, Stormy. I just got an alert. So I'll see. Maybe there's going to tell us something good here. Jamar Chase did the necessary warm-ups, and he will go. Awesome. Not sure how effective he will be, but count on him playing for the Bengals against the Texans today. Okay, so grab that five and a half real quick before we see it potentially it tick, tick back up. It might up. tick back up again. Yep. Yeah, it might. Yep. Um, okay, so 7-3, still our score out there in Frankfurt, Germany. Colts up, live total, 29 and a half, nine seconds left before we hit the break there, and we'll reset you with those halftime numbers when we get the opportunity. Now, we were talking about the San Francisco 49ers-Jaguars game before the break, Michael, and some potential weather there. Um, just It looks like around 10 to 15 mile an hour sustained winds, gusts up to as high as 30, and maybe a chance of slight rain there. And... I was wondering your thoughts on the total, perhaps, in that game, because you throw that in the mix with the the 49ers ranking fourth in scoring defense, Jags eighth in the league in scoring defense. Um, Jags also a very good run D. San Francisco needs to get the run game going, you would imagine. But do you think that this could be an under game, potentially, with the total of 44? Yeah, I, I think it certainly could be. I mean, when you go back and, and see it, you know, uh, when, when Purdy's had a play in 10-mile-an-hour wins or more, they, the, the 49ers have failed to score 20 points, right? And the Jags are 10-3 and three to the under at home with 10-mile-an-hour wins. So it sets up based on the trends that it looks like it could be an under game. And I do think you've got to be really careful if you are the, the Jags of not turning this ball over, not playing on a short field, being really kind of in balance because this will be a fourth quarter come to it game. And, you know, you've got to count on the 49ers who have made a ton of mistakes over the last three weeks in terms of turnovers. The key to this game is can the 49ers start fast, right? We know the Jaguars start 38 to 13. They've outscored their opponents in the first half, right? So if this game, first quarter, excuse me. So if this game, if, if San Francisco can get ahead, use that rush, put some pressure on this Jacksonville offense to make throws and use their pass rush, it becomes a lot better. I suspect based on what I've read, based on what I've learned, is the 49ers will go back to what they were doing in the past, more zone, break on the ball, rely on that four-man pressure up front. Hargrave may not play. We need to see where he'll be a defensive tackle. But with Young and all these other guys, I think it's going to be a real problem for, for them. And again, we have seen that number tick up to three and a half with San Francisco favored. Another potential weather game, Commanders in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. But we just come to expect that in Seattle, don't we? The heaviest rainfall yeah. is expected after the game, but there could be some, some light showers. 
Yeah, look, you know, when you break this one one down, the not the the for all the conversation about the Seattle team, they haven't played very well defensively or offensively. You know, both teams, uh, both units, offense and defense, are really bad on third down, and they're really bad in the red zone. Seattle can't get off the field on third down. They can't stay on the field on third down, and they bet they're bad when they get in the red zone. And we know that Geno is nowhere near where he was last year. Nowhere near where he was. And he's missing targets. He's not being able to, to make great decisions with the football. They've turned the ball over nine times in the last four weeks. Now, typically what happens is I think we're going to go into halftime at t- – nope, too short, Stormy. Way too short. short. So we're at 7-3. At least it looked from so the initial think, angle way short. We'll see when they give us what, the replay. What I think happens here is you can move the ball on Seattle. you got to protect the ball. You know, this Washington team is kind of a dilemma. You know, Howe's second in the National Football League in passing yards, right? He's got more passing touchdowns than Herbert, Prescott, and Goff. I mean, he throws the ball all over. But this team refuses to help him and protect him. They're 24th in yards per attempt, right? I mean, excuse me, in yards per game, right? They're ninth in yards per attempt. Like, they won't try to run. They're 32nd in rushing attempts. Like, if they ever had some balance with their offense, they could be even more dynamic. This is a big game for, for Washington. Now, I, I, I was surprised that the line, you know, it was 6.5, it was 5.5, it went to 6.5, and, and now it's ticked back down again. I think it's 5.5, right, Stormy? Isn't that where we are right now? I see six at DraftKings at least, but I'm sure there yeah. are some five and a halfs out there, which to your point, initially this was six and a half. I was kind of hoping it would get to seven. Um, I like Washington too in this spot. I think I'm probably still going to end up taking the points on this side because I don't think Sam Howell gets enough credit. He's been really good. Even when you take out some of the garbage time stuff, his numbers are good. It's just the offensive line to your point. Can't protect him. Like let this guy stand yeah. up for a little while. Imagine what he could do uh, in the future. Yeah. If you give him a little bit of support. Also, he's going to have Curtis Samuel back today, which I think is important, but I don't trust anything about this Seattle Seahawks team right now. Their defense has been struggling no. lately. 25th ranked defense in the NFL right now. And Geno Smith is not the guy that we saw last year that got his contract. I, I have not been impressed with anything he has done this season. So I, I like Washington plus the points. I mean, look, they scored 20 points against the Cardinals. You know, now they turned it over to against the Cardinals. And defensively, in the last two games, Seattle has allowed over 890 yards in the last two weeks. 52 first downs and 57 points. Most of that came against Baltimore last week, which dominated the game. But this team has struggled to play great defense. They really have. They've got, you know, ever since all the talk about Jamal Adams coming back and their secondary and all that, but they still haven't been able to shore up their run defense and their ability to get off the field on third down. I mean, can they get off the field on third down? And Washington had trended the other way. Washington was good on defense last year, situationally first in the league in first third downs. This year they're bad in all those areas. This could be an overplay here too, Stormy. I know weather doesn't want you to go there, but I think both teams should move the ball. These two defenses haven't played really that well all year. Yeah, uh, Commanders also 4-0 ATS as road dogs this season. Let's keep it rolling in Tampa Bay. The Tennessee Titans visiting the Bucks. Tampa laying two and a half. We talked about this line move earlier that initially you could get the tight, like the Titans were a favorite there for a minute. It sat pick them for a while, but then we've seen it steadily move in favor of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Titans going with Will Levis today and moving forward this season, which 
which I think they made the right decision there. No financial ties to Ryan Tannehill beyond this season. So see what you've got in your young rookie who's already showed some good qualities. Bucks, meanwhile, were on the losing end of a shootout with a rookie last week, Michael, when C.J. Stroud tore it up 39-37, that final. What type of a game do you think we get here? Well, look, I mean, when you break down this, this Tampa defense the last few weeks, it's been really poor. They haven't been able to get control of the game. They haven't stopped the run or the pass. I mean, I excused them when they played Vita, when they didn't have Vita Vey up in Buffalo. But Buffalo was able to run the football. I mean, the Lions scored three. The Lions moved the ball for 380 yards, and they, had a, and they called off the dogs. The Falcons had 401 yards on that field there. And we know it was a close game, but it really wasn't But because Ritter fumbled the ball too damn much, right? And then the Bills put 427 on them. And then last week, 496 by the Texans, most of them in the second half. I mean, they have not played well at home or on the road. They're 31st in the National Football League in yards per attempt. Now, I think, and they're also not able to stop a team from running the football. I like Vrabel here. I like Vrabel as a dog. I like Vrabel coming off some rest. I think Vrabel's defense will play better than they have. I think that front will create problems, especially when Baker Mayfield has to go against guys coming from the inside. I think this is a number more about Levis playing on the road than it is anything, right? I mean, I think that's kind of where it all comes down to. And, and with Henry, I think they'll be able to run the football, you know, uh, and I think that's the hard part. Look, look, the Bucks are 32nd on third down defense. What, saved, what has saved Tampa all season is they've been really good in the red zone. But to me, I, I like Vrabel here. I think his team will be ready to play. I think Levis will make some plays against the secondary. Carlton D may not play. Carlton Davis may not play. And Jamal D may not play. They're going to be beat up in the back end. Yeah, I, I could see Levis trying to push the ball in this spot. I also wonder, I was looking at DeAndre Hopkins receiving yards prop at 62 and a half. The two games with Levis, he went for 128 and 60, but last week had 11 targets. Like, you can tell that Levis wants to get him the ball. So maybe that's an area with the Bucks secondary, a little suspect, as you reference. And also, because you mentioned Vrabel off rest, the Titans are 10 and 1 when they've had nine or more days between games. Four and one playing on Sundays after a Thursday night game. We'll be right back on the Sunday pregame power up on VSIN and DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.